amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. WWE Developmental NXT. Welcome everybody to Wrestling to the Max's NXT review for February 15th, 2017. Hey, and if you want to catch any of our other great content like Raw, SmackDown Live, or 205 Live, well, you do go check out W2Mnet.com. That's the place where you can find all our great reviews, and of course, a lot of great written reviews as well as some other great content in the world of wrestling. And also, don't forget, if you're using iTunes, Stitcher, or any other place to find podcasts, make sure you go check us out. Of course, you can find us at the W2M Network, and of course, you can just search Wrestling to the Max and subscribe to either, and be on board with us all the time and have all the great content that you want every week in your dock. But now it is time to talk NXT. Let's do it, Paul. Yeah, let's jump right in here, man. We got, uh, they opened the show with a quick squash of the Authors of Pain, absolutely annihilating two jobbers. Uh, this, this is something I, I hope we continue to see. This is what made the Ascension so successful in NXT. I think this is something that could really help the Authors of Pain out. They even hit the Super Collider post-match to put over how absolutely nasty they are. Yeah, I mean, the Authors of Pain are just a blast because of the fact that they're so dominant. I mean, they're a force to be reckoned with no matter who is out there with them. So, you know, they're just imposing their will, and that's a good thing. You want people to fear them. You want people to see how powerful these guys are, and sure, we've seen them in the past, but... They need to continue on this path, especially right now as they're kind of biding their time. They don't want to, you know, have any big matchups too soon. I mean, you've got to spread this thing out a little bit. And especially if you want the Authors of Pain to head into WrestleMania weekend, you know, going into NXT TakeOver Orlando, you want them to be, you know, dominant leading up to that. So not a bad thing here. And, you know, it's just continuing on what they do best, and that's beat people down. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of their future challengers, uh, we're, we're going to jump ahead a little bit in the show here and cut to the promo that DIY got to do where they explain about how their dreams came true in Toronto and how really they went in to take over uh, against the Authors of Pain recently and they knew they were big and bad, but they, they doubted them and I think they doubted themselves a little bit and they... Uh, they want their rematch. They want it as soon as possible, so Ellering brings out the authors and says they can have their rematch in two two weeks, and that gives them plenty of time to go make peace with their families because AOP is going to murder them. DIY, however, is uh, they're raring to go right now. They want the match now. 
The Revival come into the ring. They beat him down. They lay out Gargano with a shatter machine, and the Revival bear uh, head out of town before the Officer's Pain can get in the ring. So it looks like we're posturing either for DIY to get beat down real quick again, the Revival takes their spots, or we're just planting the seeds for a triple threat at the next takeover. Yeah, I mean, I could understand, you know, any of those options. Uh, they're not terrible options, kind of either way you look at it. Uh, I, you know, I want to say this, though. Watching this, though, I had a little confusion. And the reason I had a little confusion here is because the thought process of the Authors of Pain even needed to come down. And sure, yeah, that's their next opponents, but isn't really the fact that their champions good enough and you know i also look at the fact that if the revival's already beaten diy down that do you know why would they even have to get their hands dirty so it, it almost looks like the authors of pain make the save to me mm-hmm. it, you know i mean the revival books it i mean they may have done more damage but now that the authors of pain show up it's like hey you know all of a sudden we're baby faces even though we're not it's weird but I just kind of thought this was a little bit awkward thing for me watching this. I'm like, come on. Uh, do you agree or disagree with that? I don't know. I, th- I, I see where you're coming from. But if we hadn't had the past interactions already with the Revival and the authors a little bit that we've had, I, I feel like this would be as muddy as you think it is. But the little bits that they've had, it's pretty clear the Revival just want the belts back any way they can, whether it's beating people up or cheap attacks or, or whatever. And... NXT seems pretty intent on getting the authors of pain over as these absolute sawed-off monsters, and and they are. They're huge guys, and they, they have a moveset that really does lend to that credence. Then you have DIY, just the the super underdog baby faces who everybody can't help but love, and of course, you know, the, the ring generals that both Champa and Gargano are going to help immensely in all of this as well, but yeah, I, I see your point a little bit. Yeah, and, and, you know, refresh my memory because sometimes I honestly do forget things. But, I mean, uh, from my memory, the Revival has not attacked uh, the Authors of Pain, right? Never. They've had they've never promos attacked. against them, though, haven't they? Talking about uh, how they wanted the belts back in the last couple of weeks, if I remember correctly. You're probably right. I just, my memory for some reason tonight's not right on par. But I think that that could be something here. That could be a reason for Elring to send him down. Uh, but, you know, I, I get this without Ellering. The, the Authors of Painter would be even more loose cannons, right? The, these mm-hmm. guys would be running wild, doing whatever. But with Ellering there, that gives them a brain. Uh, and nothing against these guys, but in character, okay? <laughs> right, <laughs> the, right. You know, he, he's their brains. That's why they have him hired to, to make all the right moves. And it, it's interesting to me that he's the one sending them down. But... You know, who knows? Maybe the thought process here is not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, this is a, you know, almost like a babyface type move. But maybe it's just the fact that Elring knows these guys are monsters and he wants them to destroy everybody. Like he's not concerned about, you know, just beating the, the you know, the the weaker guys, the guys on the lower end of the totem pole. He wants to even watch these guys beat the best. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's proven a point. So I'm kind of trying to find a way to argue against my point, and I think that's the way I can do it. But other than that, I still, like I say, a little confused on that. But at the end of this, we do see where you know, you're know you talking about we could end up with a triple threat. And I'm not going to argue with that. In fact, I'm not going to have a problem with the triple threat. I think that makes this even better because I really feel like the officers are paying going in as, as you know just a tag team bout, you know, 
tag teams, just two tag teams involved, it may not be as great. Just because the revival, man, they add so much. Mm-hmm. They, they really do. And, and obviously with the, the TM61 injury and, and all that happening, the things have gotten shuffled very quickly. And I, I think if you want to, excuse me, sort of over-deliver uh, on what, what you were planning on, which is going to be DIY and Team 61, who, who would probably have had some fantastic matches, I think this is certainly a great way to cover for it, where you have your, your biggest tag team in the Revival, your best baby faces, maybe on the entire roster of NXT and DIY, and uh, Ellering and the Authors of Pain, who, I mean, with Ellering there, you can't help but to draw parallels to the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, whatever you want to call them, where it's just the big badass effect of these guys want to go in there, beat you up, get paid, and leave. And uh, they might be missing that older school element of getting to the pay window, but, (laughs) you know, the authors are certainly all about just beating people up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I like that you bring up kind of that history, too, because that that is the way that he has worked in the past, and he's bringing that to a younger generation. And Mm -hmm. that's okay with me. Like I said, I have no problems with it. I just, you know, had a few questions. But now sitting down, really kind of mulling it over, I don't hate it as much as I did. When I first saw this, I was like, that's dumb. But, you know, <laughs> I, I just I felt like it. I know it sounds silly, but I really felt like, come on, let let the other guys do the dirty work. You can sit back in the back and watch them get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I know what it is, Paul. Maybe the authors of pain were afraid that there was going to be a, fr- a festival of friends and they wanted to be a part of it. So <laughs> that could be the case, too. You never know. I, I mean, you make a great point. You never know when a festival of friendship is going to break out. And, and History already tells us that ends poorly. Uh, so much so that uh, have you seen the picture of Gargano tearing down the TV during the segment in front of Champa? I love it. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great, man! Uh, I love that that picture. You know, solid gold. Yeah. Don't get any ideas, Tommaso. We're not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although the psycho killer is dangerous, though. So yeah, I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we got a bunch of women's division stuff going on in this show, too. So Peyton Royce and Billy Kay get their match with Liv Morgan. Morgan's partner is Ember Moon, uh, much to maybe a little bit of surprise because there's a lot of talk Asuka maybe filling this role, too. It's very short. It's very to the point. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay end up double-teaming uh, Morgan. They hit her with a, a double knee strike to get the victory. This isn't bad, but it doesn't really have enough time to get to anything super good or anything like that. And this, I mean, obviously we're planting seeds, but you know, you, the points made here: Royce and K together equals bad news, unless you're Oscar and you just murder them. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it also says something else here too. It says that Ember Moon is a, a great talent; she can be dominant at times. But she's not without, uh, without you know, fallacies or I don't know what you want to say. I'm trying to think of the right verbiage here. But she can be really excellent. You know, she can really help you out. But, you know, we, we've seen in the past that just because she's on your team doesn't mean you're going to win. Mm-hmm. She's not a shoe win. She She's not, you know, having a Michael Jordan on your team. She's a, you know, a super talent. But I, I think this really kind of focuses on just what you said. And Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and the fact that them two as a team are dangerous. And you can bring whatever you want. 
but they're going to find a way to win if, you know, if at all possible. And that's exactly what they did here. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, you know, if this is something where they want to continue it on, and apparently it is, that we had William Regal make an announcement, it, it makes sense. It really, really does. Um, so I, I have no problem with them winning. I think this is a, a good move because, you know, I, I think for Liv Morgan, especially for her to get to the place where they want her to be, to, to be that baby face, I think that they feel like that they can get out of her. They've got to have her lose these type matches so she can come back and overcome. Yeah, and that announcement that uh, Gary's referring to is Regal makes Liv Morgan versus Ember Moon versus Peyton Royce in a number one contenders match next week. Uh, which, I mean, I think the, the winner of that is going to be fairly obvious in, in Ember Moon, but certainly I think Liv is... I, I think you see it every week in the certain... Uh, intangibles that she brings down the ring. I think she has the great look, and she has the right babyface attitude that they were looking to get out of Carmella, and all that's there. They just haven't touched on the character any, and I, I feel like that's you're you're missing an opportunity to at least continually build up a babyface in the wings. Because if what we're all thinking is true, and Oscar is main roster and bound post WrestleMania. We're going to need another babyface, and it looks like they're looking to live there, but I don't feel like there's enough build there for her to really fill that spot adequately yet. You know, here's a scary uh, but interesting thing about that, and that's the fact that they've been working on her for a long while now, right? Mm-hmm. And she's been there longer than Ember Moon. Ember Moon is pretty much brand new. I mean, she's been here a very, very short time, well, at least on TV, and we all know she's been a part of NXT for a little while. But my point in that is Ember Moon already has the audience gravitated towards her. Mm -hmm. The the entrance, everything that she does, the audience is already gravitating towards her. Where Liv Morgan, it's it's more of a chore. It's more of a, well, impress us, and then we'll follow you. Well, Mm -hmm. show us what you got. And, And that's the uphill battle that she faces and I, I think you did talk about something that's really important here, and that's the fact that they really need to build that character. They need to give us reasons to really care about who she is. They they really need to focus on putting her in places where she's on the mic more often, or maybe we're getting a backstory of who she is, where she grew up, things like that. Things to kind of get us tied into her and to make us care. You know, looking back in history for NXT, look at the people that they had come across. Sasha Banks, uh, you know, we're now talking about Bailey a lot because she's now the WWE Women's Champion. Those two right there alone, they had so many ways of pulling you in because they showcased their characters. They, they had more than one way. They didn't just throw it out there and say, oh, be a great baby face. No, they showcased them. They were big deals. And I think that's, the formula they need to follow Liv Morgan a little bit more. I mean, uh, I I think she's got that opportunity. I think it's right there at her hands. It's just they got to put the work into it. Right, right. And, and talking about those two examples, I mean, Bailey, they seem to have gotten behind from the word go. So it's it's sort of harder to make this point. But they gradually built up that character, whereas Sasha sort of languished as sidekick to constant fodder for for whatever up and coming babyface was around for the longest time before she got the boss thing going. And mm-hmm. that's when all that turned. So, I mean, I think Liv is more in that shoe where she's the baby face right now that everybody's going to beat on to get you to Asuka or Ember Moon at this point now. And they don't have enough, you know, it's like we were saying earlier, they don't have that character in there yet like they had with Bailey from the word go. So 
I, I really want to see. Well, I mean, she's not anything special in the ring yet, but she certainly does have a chance to break out in this match if they so choose. And uh, I, I just really want to see more of that character come out. There's, there's something there. I think they know that. I think, I hope a lot of people watching know that too, because I feel like she has the, the goods, as it were. Hmm. Yeah, and you know, you hope so too because we all know this. The sad truth about this is the fact that NXT is not stopping this whole idea of signing more talent, especially in the women's division. Right. And there's going to be more talent in the indies that are going to be popping over and heading to NXT. And I would hate for her to just hit a wall and then someone pop up and take that spot away from her. Because you know, uh, you know, in the near future we're going to be having a tournament, and that tournament will spell you know possibly a lot of new names as part of the NXT roster. So who knows? Uh, I'm not trying to spell disaster for. Her. I'm just saying that they've got to get it going, and they need to do it sooner than later. You can't sit here and play for too long, you know. Right. Um, but what do you, what do you, real quick before we move on there, what do you think about the Billy Kay and Peyton Royce? I mean, Peyton Royce gets put into this triple threat. Where do we see Billy Kay on this? You know, they like to use that numbers game a lot. So when there's one, there's both. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to have a whole lot of Billy Kay trying to jump in here and there. And and, and for the record, I, I think we've talked about them a fair bit on this. I, I love the pairing. I think the pairing's great. It's worked very well. It's grown, I think, sort of organically. Not only from their real-life friendship onto the screen, but as far as what they've shown you on screen from them starting to pair up to, you know, everything that they are. It was, it, they both started out these sort of nasty characters, and, you know, they found each other, and now they're all buddy-buddy, and they realize that the only way to succeed is together, mm-hmm. which which is a great story. And um, I still think Billy Kay is a better face, but I've never seen her work heel this long either. And she, she's grown on me, but I think she's sort of secondary in... As far as the moves that they allow her to do as a heel, as well as the promo ability to what Peyton brings, and I think I think that's why Peyton's in the match over Billy personally. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with that. And I just you know wonder if they were going to add it into storyline of you know is Billy Kay going to be supportive or is she going to be jealous? I, I was just kind of curious if they were going to do anything like that, you know. I wouldn't think they would do the split until later because I would think they're going to be pretty quick rivals with Ember post Asuka. And whether they get the belt in a, in a hurry or not, and then you have them fighting over who's actually the champion or something like that could be a fun way to go. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think something else to, to maybe discuss a little bit here is there is that women's classic, you know, sometime in the summer. Does Do any of these girls find their way in there like a Liv Morgan? Uh, I mean, we saw Gargano and Champa pretty early in their NXT careers, and, and Rich Swan fill in spots in the Cruiserweight Classic. Do you think maybe we get three or four of the NXT girls in there too? You know, that's a good point, and, and I could see that. Uh, I, I think that they like to have their talent mixed in, right? Mm-hmm. Because as they were calling the the whole you know Cruiserweight Classic, there was no promises that they were going to sign everybody, right? They they right. were they had deals just for that tournament. And I could see this because I really feel like they like to have their own talent to be a part of things like this to prove that they're right there with the rest of these indie talents, right? That, you know, they're not better than, they're not any different, they're right there with them. So I could definitely see that. And and what names are going to come out, I'm really not sure. For me personally, if you're going to put a Liv Morgan in there, once again, you got to be smart. You got to do what they did with Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. You gotta have her continue on further down the line. Even if you don't have her win, she needs to be in that upper echelon where she gets knocked out, like in the final four, 
or you know whatever, just it, it, somewhere down the line in this whole tournament. So, right. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I was just we we know they've signed a lot of a lot of women to the NXT roster, and a lot of them are in the performance center right now. And I, you know, a lot of those names are being saved for that tournament right now and everything, but. I would think for sure, like a Liv Morgan or an Aaliyah or, or some of these girls that are in the, the mid-card area. Maybe you don't get an Ember Moon or, or a Peyton Royce or a Billy Kay in there, but certainly some of those more mid-card girls are, are people that they haven't assigned characters to that are on these, these uh, house shows or something like that. Could end mm-hmm. up on that on the tournament and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Uh, l- let's talk about some of the, uh, the intangibles we get into all the the main event talk here which is probably going to be a a longer segment too but uh we get a highlight package uh for sanity who pretty much ruled the roost in nxt last night and looks super super dangerous no way jose and roderick strong get an interview uh after their match last week with strong saying that he's used to being bullied around like that and everything and uh, Jose puts over how great Ty Dillinger is, and you know they helped each other out because of respect and because Sanity has the numbers game. And it looks like we're sort of setting up a, f- I, I don't want to say fodder, but certainly something with some top faces in NXT to go against Sanity without getting the top guys involved, like like Shinsuke or like uh, you know they we have a video package for the incoming Cassius Ono on this show too. Um, which which looks great, and I can't wait to see him on my NXT TV every week. But you look at the top names, Bobby Roode, another one, they're, they're sort of being kept away, and, and we're building up these guys through this. So, I mean, we keep talking about Sanity maybe one day having all the belts on NXT. It's, it's looking like that might be a thing that is actually in the works, because... You have them go over here, and you have Nikki keep looking competitive in, in the women's division, and suddenly... Maybe at an NXT Brooklyn or something like that, they end up with all the belts. Yeah, I mean, that could be a situation, and I think that situation, to me, is positive. I look at that, and I've been kind of wanting this. You know, I felt like, you know, this team is dominant for many reasons. One of the biggest reasons is because they can do just that, hold all the gold. And so I'm excited about that. And, and you know, with Roderick Strong and No Way Jose and, you know, uh, even Todd Dillinger, anyone who is going to face off against this, you know, dominant force is going to be in for, you know, a difficult task. But they'll at the same time make a great match. I mean, they will do uh, a match that will be one of those exciting ones we'll talk about for a while, I think, because you got so many great talents. I mean, let's be honest, Big Damo, or, or I can't remember his name for NXT. Um, Killian Dane. Killian Dane. I see that's going to be hard for me to do. I can usually get past the indie names, but I just, Big Damo was such a great name. Yeah, it usually um, takes me a little while too, so don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, Killian Dane, I look at this guy and know, man, he's got so much to offer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Eric Young. And, uh, you know, so I think that, you know, Sanity has quality guys to face off these athletic guys just like Roderick Strong. And so it, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. And I think they're going in the right direction, especially for Sanity right now. You know, they're a team that, you know, continually has to be dominant because if they're not – it would be easy, I think, for fans to kind of not take them serious. Yeah. And uh, this is the best way to go. We, we talk about the authors of pain. You know, they need to be dominant. Well, yeah, because if they're not dominant, 
fans will start to, you know, eh, you know, those guys are kind of jokesters. Really not really the real thing. Mm-hmm. No, you want everybody to think those guys are here to kill. And right. so they're doing that. That's what they're doing with Sanity. And for them to beat these, you know, upper, if you want to call them upper mid-card baby faces, that's what you got to do. I'm all game. Right on. Yeah. Um, so let, let's move on to the main event. For, first things first, we get both, we get video packages for both Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, uh, as Bate will defend the United Kingdom Championship against Seven here. They go about 13 minutes, Tyler wins. I thought this was a pretty gosh darn good main event. Um, they sort of work in a lot of the history in the video packages with each other, which I enjoyed, and then I think the match really shows it off too, where... Seven scored a, sort of schools bait as he's the elder of the, the tag team in Mustache Mountain, which is what they're both part of, and uh, ends up getting, I, I, I don't want to say outworked, but certainly, you know, bait brings the, the high energy later on and, and ends up putting it away. But thoughts on the match, thoughts on the UK title being defended on NXT, and... Um, I guess maybe just thoughts on the UK division in general, because next week we're going to see Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne. Which I can't wait. That's yeah. going to be so much fun. Their match in the tournament it. was great. Oh, it was. It, it was one of the biggest highlights of that tournament. So mm-hmm. I, next week can't come soon enough for NXT. Uh, but yeah, for this match, I mean, I, I look at this and I look at Bate and, of course, Seven. And these two guys, you know, they had their own great match. And, and do what they do, and I think both guys look good in this, you know, and I really appreciate their work. You know, what's kind of interesting to me, too, about this whole thing is, you know, the fact that they are able to defend the UK championship on NXT, and it matters. To me, that's a good thing, especially since they don't have a UK show right now, and this is the only place you can kind of host these matches, and and honestly, I like it. I can't say I don't like it because what have we talked about in the past? The NXT roster is great. They do things, but they only have two titles, mm-hmm. women's championship and a heavyweight championship. Adding a third title has been something we've kind of talked about here and there. But, you know, until they do come up with the UK show, I think this is great because now, you know, you don't have to have either the women's or the heavyweight championship defended, you know, like this way. They didn't have to have either of them defended. They didn't, heck, they didn't have to be at the show. We didn't see any of those champions at the show, but we saw Tyler Bate, and he was there and, you know, uh, had a good match. So, overall, I'm completely happy with the way it's working out. And, and hey, the better, you know, uh, athletes that we're getting out of the U.K. coming over and being a part of NXT – it's good for me because I get a chance to see him on Wednesdays, and it adds to this show. Right, right. I uh, I think this is a great business plan for what they're trying to accomplish here. They want obviously they're setting up the UK thing and all that for whenever that's going to happen. The same audience that is drawn to the United Kingdom independent circuit is the same people who are flocked or have flocked to NXT and continue to rave about it. So those, those more indie centric fans and the best way to get these guys over with that group is to have them show up on NXT every week. Uh, I don't know if this is still true, but NXT is usually in the top five or the top three rated shows on the network every week. So this is a great way to get eyes on them without having to bring them on the main roster. It helps these guys establish names with not only people here in the States, but everywhere else 
um, who aren't familiar with them. And yeah, I mean, whenever that UK show gets off, hopefully they're going to have some. I mean, if they're they're falling back on the top four or five, six guys that they've had so far. We haven't seen a lot of the others yet, but these are the guys they seem to want to to go to work with at the top of the card in the UK, and and that's great. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for next week, next week too. Mark Andrews, Pete Dunn are just oh, they they can't miss combination. These two are too. They're I mean they're a tag team for a reason. This was a perfectly good match too, and absolutely worth your time. Do you think we will ever see the UK def- title defended on a takeover special? You know, if they don't get the UK show up and going, yeah, I do. I can totally see that uh, because, you know, like I said before, on those specials, you have the best matches, you know, that the NXT has to offer, right? And I think these UK guys have a lot to offer the NXT roster, you know, while they're waiting for their own home. I think that that's a great possibility and it's something that I think will matter um, because, you know, these shows, like you said, are booked to be great and that'll be a big deal, be a big part of it. You know, now if they do have the UK show eventually, I could see where we may not see that happen, but until then, yeah, I do. I I agree. I think we will. I don't know if it'll be as soon as Takeover Orlando as uh Progress has uh they work with a lot of these guys and they're going to be around for the WWN live weekend uh d- during that week and and obviously Evolve and all that usually doesn't run against NXT uh, for for the specific reason that they they share talent with with NXT too, but uh, so it is certainly possible we could see the title defended there. I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I, I absolutely agree with you. It, we'll see it on there at some point. It's just a matter of when, not not if. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's your NXT for the week. A solid episode. Not a ton happening, but everything is setting up towards big things, and that's what you want. Uh, you're totally right on that. So hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to have more than just that big match between Andrews and Dunn. I'm sure that show will be a lot of fun to watch, too, and, and next week will be exciting. So, uh, But until we get to that point, we are going to head on out of here. Uh, just to let everybody know, once again, to go find all our content. If you really like this show and you want to find more, make sure you go check out W2Mnet.com. And also, hey, if you haven't subscribed already, go subscribe to the W2M Network or even just Wrestling to the Max. If you just want to hear our show and – you know, you just want us to get you know on your dock, and maybe not all the other shows in the network. Just go subscribe to the Wrestling to the Max. Uh, until next time, though, guys, we'll see you guys down the road. Take it easy, folks. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.